Now, one of the most important marketing roles at any agency is the account executive or client partner. But if you don't know how to build strong client relationships, you don't really have much of an agency. Now, our guest today shares tested tips from a 20-year agency career on how to future-proof the ever-important agency-client relationship. Hey there, what's up, TMH community? Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast, presented by themarketinghelp.co, your number one resource for advancing and accelerating your marketing career. First, let's a uh, quick thanks to our premier sponsor, LinkedIn Learning. And if you're a marketer seeking your next marketing hard skills course or looking for some helpful videos, you just have to go to themarketinghelp.co forward slash LinkedIn Learning. We've curated the list of courses that you need to be focused on right now. So definitely check that out. All right, our guest today... On this episode is Ian Rowan, and Ian is Senior Vice President, Client Business Partner at Universal McCann, otherwise known as UM, and they're one of the leading uh, top agencies out there, work with a ton of big name clients. Now, I was excited to get Ian on the podcast because he represents uh, a marketing experience that we haven't seen or heard a lot from, and he's spent over 20 years at one agency, 20 years at the same agency, and again, doesn't happen much anymore, but... It's, there's something to be respected about that because in that time, he's advanced his career by transitioning into different departments. He's been promoted a couple times, but he's also developed strong relationships. And not just with clients, but also with other team members and other vendors. And he's going to share some of those tips today. So I'm super excited to have you really tap into this level of experience, especially if you're somebody looking to start a career, continue your career at an agency, especially in a client partner or account executive role. So definitely connect with Ian and you can find links in the show notes on how to do that. So let's get into my discussion with agency and client partner pro Ian Rowan. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. Got a great episode today. I've got Ian Rowan, who's going to give us some insights on what it takes to be a client partner, account executive in a digital agency. So Ian, welcome to the episode. Hi, Eric. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast today. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to get into uh, your your background. Uh, you know, I, you know, looking at your LinkedIn, I, I love the story that it tells in terms of what you've done at one agency for what seems like over, what, over 20 years. So let's start this portion, just go career path. And obviously, most of your career has been at this agency, but I think there's a lot of wisdom we can get from that journey. So maybe just take us through back to maybe university and how you even got into the agency world and then walk us through how you're able to stay connected and, and um, inspired to be at the same agency for over 20 years. Absolutely. Sure. So my career story began at the University of Buffalo, where I was enrolled in the School of Business a little over 20 years ago. And during that time, not only in the school part, but also the summers, I had done various inter different internships, and that was invaluable over time across profit and nonprofit businesses, where I was really able to understand the tasks and the learning of the business, ultimately from the ground up. And it was a great way to learn, you know, as well as gaining experience. And there's one quote that I really like in, in school, and I start to think back is, you know, one of my professors said at the time was, you're always marketing. Right. Yeah. That's when you leave the house each day, you're portraying your brand, you're, you're getting dressed, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your hair. You know, also, if you have kids, it's just so hard to get them to do their chores and, and you know, and selling those chores to get them done. So you're always marketing. 
So through that experience, you know, I gravitated to the marketing side and really understanding on the best way to reach a consumer and ultimately uh, developing and solving their client business challenges. Mm-hmm. So once I graduated from college, I moved back home and started a large advertising agency in New York on the media planning side. And at that time, when we started out, um, we had the opportunity as an assistant media player to learn all facets of the business, right? So we're doing planning and buying and research sponsorships. And that's a lot different than it is today. You know, right now you're working as integrated agencies and, and a lot of these roles are across different disciplines. So that has changed over time, but ultimately that passion that keeps you going for those, for those 20 years is really understanding what's happening in the data and the media landscape. And that's the connective tissue of what's been, how I've been able to continue to grow within, within the agency on the media side. And we're also seeing that across, you know, when I started 20 years ago, creative and media were, were separated at the bigger holding companies were, were to have been separated since they were together at the time and really creative drove that. So the passion for me is like, I wanted to be at that table. I wanted to be as that media professional, be at the table. And now we have every opportunity to do that because that has dramatic, um, dramatically changed over time and really data and, and reaching our audience is really at the core and the center. So that's, what's been driving me over that time. Got it. And, and having done some media buying and planning myself, uh, those were the good old days. <laughs> um, um, you know, you know, just the respect for the research, I think is what, what was interesting from my, my perspective in it. Um, so you started as in, in media planning and buying, and then, you know, I mean, currently, if you look at where you're doing now, you're, you're in a, a, a client partner account executive position. So was it the, I want to have a seat at the table, the thing that drove you uh, to to look into other departments, or how did you go from from buyer to uh, account person? Yeah, so so just over time, as I grew within the ranks of the agency, you know, you're managing people. Um, you're getting closer to the financials as well, and managing in a PL. And I definitely have a passion for that as well. Is how do you make money? You know, is a big part of you know being a client business partner, which is is really no different than than being in sales because you are trying to bring um, revenue back to the agency. Um, not only in bringing for staffing and data costs, but also bringing it in for organic growth as well. So a lot of that path, as I as I grew into the role by managing, and then also managing the financials, and really really trying to understand and and, and being involved in cross disciplined um, and, and being involved with those teams because over time it's not for everybody. You know, some people want to stay within the SE, within SEO or SEM or just want to stay in performance marketing. I gravitated towards, you know, managing a larger team and then wanting to be part of those conversations directly with, you know, the CMO or the head of marketing. And that's what I really liked about um, the role. I like that. I like that path. And I guess my question is when you're in that seat talking with the CMO, how valuable was it to pull into those practitioner, you know, tactical uh, experiences that you had as a buyer because I have to imagine that gave you some, some equipped you with some good answers and some good rationale when you're dealing uh, right with the, the client, as opposed to some account executives nowadays just kind of jump right in without having that practitionership. Uh, so how, how did that serve you well in those conversations, having been on the front lines? I think for me, what, ex- what excites me, and that's that background helps me with, you know, we had a start. We need to know what our audiences are, right? Audiences have changed dramatically over time, right? We went from demo target to more, you know, deterministic targeting through data, but understanding how a plan is built, 
how do you interact with the partners, you know, on, on the sales side as well is key. And seeing that from the ground up helps me understand the different facets. So as I'm working with the team to take that knowledge and pushing the team to bring that solution, when I'm talking to, uh, you know, CMOs and just over time that has changed immensely with, with data. Um, I don't know, it was, I don't know when I found it, but, you know, they said, you know, in the last two years, you know, 90% of the data has been created um, in the last two years, which is fascinating. And you think about all those signals coming off that wearable device, off your, off your watch, off your TV, your Alexa device, your mobile phone, all of those things are really, you know, which is, which is just fascinating and continues to push and bringing that innovation to, you know, the conversations with CMOs as well. And it sounds like, you know, if, if anyone listening is is looking to follow that path into account executive client partner, it would serve them well to kind of have a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry, like like what you were just saying about that that data research. Um, you know, any experiences that you had when talking with clients where, uh, you know, having the finger on the pulse was the thing that, you know, allowed you to get the sale, increase the the budget? Yeah, I think it's it's listening. Um, you know, it's a lot about listening and reading up on on the industry. Um, you know, attending attending webinars and just learning through others as well. But also, I've been you know I've had the opportunity as part of a larger holding company. You know, to have the resources as well. You know, you look within your holding company, you see what's happening in other holding companies as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always good to get kind of a a varied approach to the industry, you know, looking at a lot of, and I, I meet with sales partners quite a bit as well, because I think that's, what's important. How are they approaching the market? How are they trying to sell me as well? All of that comes together to keep a really good pulse on, on the industry as a whole. Yeah. I mean, keeping your eyes open, head on a swivel, so to speak, and just being aware of these, these inputs. Now, so, so something for your career path, I think is interesting is, uh, and I experienced it myself. First job was an agency, first time being a manager, was at that same agency. So for those listening that are saying to themselves, hey, I want to be a manager someday, well, what's the advice? I mean, the, the thing I, I learned from becoming a manager for the first time was everybody wants to be a manager until they have to manage. And that's when it, it, gets, it gets hard. And it's not as glamorous as we thought it was. I mean, what was your learning when you first took that first management position as you were building teams? Yeah, I think I think for me, it's, and you hit it right in the heck because it's, it's the hard skills and the soft skills as well, right? You can have these. I mean, you could be brilliant, but can't manage people, right? So you have a little bit of both. So for me, as, as I took on more responsibility at the agency, you know, I've had the privilege to grow into these roles and manage, you know, a diverse set of talent across multi-discipline uh, teams. And for me, it was unbelievably fulfilling. Just each person works differently, right? You can't have, you know, if you're a manager, it's just not, you can't coach you know, in that way, every person's the same. You have to pull out those unique talents of each of the people that you work with. Um, I am a Laker fan. I've been a Laker fan forever. So Uh-oh. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> not, not a front, I'm not a front runner, you know, at all. but you know, you just think about like, you know, like Phil Jackson, right. He had to get Michael Jordan up for a game yep. all the time to win 70 games. You're the best guy, you know, same thing when he had the Lakers. Right. So he has role players that he has. Right. And, and each person ha- brings a unique, diverse set of thinking to the table and you need to accentuate that. I think that's, that's the key. And part of it, you know, just is listening and having a two-way dialogue um, and, and having opportunities where maybe I'm not in every meeting, you know, as that manager. So it lets the team to have their voice in the room as well, which is key. I like it. I like the, the role playing. And, and I agree hundred percent, right? You manage people, not teams. Um, and there's a ton of good advice, you know, 
analogous to, to being the coach, or I should say listening and learning from what great coaches have done and they've managed personalities. And that's, that's what you have to be, be aware of. I think my biggest mistake managing teams was that I didn't realize that. And again, that's ignorance, just not knowing the best way to do it and thinking everyone had to be, be the same and do the same based on what I needed, what I know needed to be done to work. Big mistake. Um, now, when you think of client partner roles, I mean, you know, having been in them myself, and I'm sure you, you have countless stories about, you know, they always called us the one throat to choke, right? So the client would refer to us as that person we can go to and 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 either yell at, most of the times yell at if there's something that went wrong. So I guess my question, knowing that in client roles, there's always a mistake that happens. What was your biggest mistake when managing your clients uh, throughout your career at the agency? You know, I think I think over time I've made I'm sure numerous mistakes, but each each and every time you know that we're learning, you know, learning from that, you know, it's maybe it's listening, you know, potentially listening more where you know they had said something. It's like you know sometimes I don't need you know the Rolls Royce, like I need something right now, you know, because I need to deliver for their management as well. So it's it's listening to them, and you're going to make mistakes along the way, but that's okay, right? As long as you're learning by you know from a team. And your client feels like, you know, you're in the trenches with them each and every day. I think that's unbelievably important. And what I've been able to learn over that time, because, you know, that's, you know, when you talked about, you know, you didn't come into it, you know, maybe you didn't know, you know, what you wanted to do because of the team, you know, you're, you're managing teams, but now managing clients. And that, that's a whole other facet of, of the learning, you know, as, as you're navigating advancement into, into a business partner role. Because it's the internal, but it's also the external, understanding your clients, working with them, and, and really to see what challenges, you know, how do you challenge them professionally so they see you as their, their true consultant on the business? And, and you know, listening is a word that, that you're identifying as, as, a, as a key skill that is necessary to be successful with any sort of business partnership, client partnership role. You know, when you think about your, your favorite client, and we all had them or have them. And, you know, what is yours, aside from listening, which is great to, to provide good responses, you know, what's been the building block to, to create, if I were to call all your clients today and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy because, what's the because? Like, what's the tip for everyone that is trying to build that lifelong relationship with clients uh, that you found in your, in your career? So I think for me, it was, it really comes down to that relationship and and I'm anticipating, you know, the questions and, and what they need. I think that, you know, as you start to future-proof and start to think about their business, you really need to understand, you know, where they're where they need to get, right? If you're a true partner, I think that's that's key. It's also being loyal, you know, loyal to them, but also knowing when to, you know, there's professional and personal here, thing here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everyone always says, oh, you got to be so professional, but it's it's okay sometimes, right? To have that that kind of friendship in a way you know, as well, where you can, they know that you're loyal. They know that you're going to anticipate is that you're, you're helping them all along the way. Yeah. I like that. I like that because, you know, <laughs> I can think back to the first time being introduced to clients and having that exposure. It was always overthinking that I had to be so professional until, you know, you go out to dinner or you have drinks and people start to loosen up and you get to really get to know the person for the person, right? Not just the title, I think that's key uh, is is knowing that that's okay to get there and to figure that out. And even in today's world, you know, you may not have that opportunity face to face. So 
maybe try to try to you know break through that that uh, title so to speak uh, virtually. Um, so good insights here from Ian on his career path. I mean, obviously he learned a ton. He, he's been through a lot, has a lot of things to share around being at the agency for over 20 years. So we're going to move on from the career path here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and have Ian walk us through a day in the life uh, in the position of client partner, business partner. Now, this episode of the Market Careers Podcast is sponsored by Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, as marketers, we know that knowledge is power when it comes to finding ways to, to grow your business. And every marketer has their favorite tool to get that intelligence, to get the insight, but it often comes with that hefty uh, or confusing pricing model. Now, if you're a marketer, you've heard of the tool, the SEO tool, Ahrefs, right? But you, did you know that they now offer access to their main site research products for free? All you need to do is go to hrefs.com slash AWT. You can access all the power of their site audit and site explorer tools for nothing, for free. So uh, there's even a great walkthrough video when you get there. I'll walk you through and tell you how to get started in, in minutes. Now, listen, this tool goes way beyond what you can get in Google Search Console. And you're unlocking insights for your site that will help you be successful, be more competitive. And listen, the Ahrefs Webmaster Tools aren't just for the SEO team, right? So the content marketing team are going to use this tool to find the right trending topics, key terms, understand how to drive more traffic of the right traffic to your web content. Social media teams can identify which content is actually getting the most earned media and engagement. So, hey, the marketing manager, right? It's time to empower your teams. Let them start making more strategic decisions with Ahrefs for free. And remember, listen, Ahrefs, you don't have to be an SEO pro to rank higher and get more of the right traffic. So get started right now at hrefs.com forward slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash AWT. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're back here with Ian and let's go into a day in the life for that client partner role at an agency. So Ian, I guess, you know, best place to start is, you know, when you think about anybody's day in the life in a marketing role, now, at your level, obviously, you're going to be working both in the business and on the business. And, you know, take us through in an average, I know it all depends, but in an average week, what are the things you're doing when it comes to in the business and on the business when you're a client partner? Oh, absolutely. And, and you hit around the head because each week has its challenges and, and unique opportunities, depending on, on the business you're on. Um, and it's, you know, we talked about such a dynamic marketplace and the pace of change is happening so quickly. So it's key, you know, in a few areas where you're focusing on industry trends, clients, business focus, I'm also identifying the best way to manage and it really gets back to inspiring the teams. So to be successful, you know, each and every week, you know, we're starting out reading newsletters, you know, just really trying to understand the business and depending on the vertical you're in, you're looking at Axios, looking at ad age, looking at media posts, marketing brew, morning brew, like all these different, you know, the hustle, all of these things where it might not be advertising, it's advertising, but also the industry as a whole, because you never know what you can pull from competitively from another industry as well. But I'm also curating the news. You know, I might not post on social media, as all my, my friends and colleagues know, but like I'm on all of those platforms just to see what's happening and how brands are interacting with, um, you know, with their end consumers as well. So that's a big part of, of what I'm doing. Also, you know, it's just how does the clients that I'm on, how are they portraying themselves 
you know, within on the tech platforms as well, which is really key in their websites. And ultimately what I want to be able to do is take those findings and drive value for the business planning and the client growth for their business. So I can bring that back. It also goes back to is how do I develop those relationships with clients? I need to know these things so I can drive more value. I need to know what they're up against as a business as well. And that forges that, you know, that loyalty together as well. Yeah. What's, I guess in those conversations, working with the clients, and I love how you said earlier about future proofing, right? So you want to be the person that they can rely on to, you know, come up with that idea or steer them in another direction if they think that they're, you know, hitting some challenges. You know, when it comes to those conversations with your clients, what's been the weirdest thing that a client has asked you either for or to do as it relates to being their agency partner? That's a good one. That's that's a good one. It feels 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 very loaded. If anyone of them ever are listening, I mean, look, I've had the you know the privilege you know to work with with great clients. Um, I I'm trying to think. I don't know what would be you know out of the ordinary. Um, you know, we might not agree all the time on which of the audiences or, or which of the partners to be on the plan, but that's you know that's that's the extent of it because you know. We have that relationship, unless it's coming down, you know, maybe it's more internally than, than clients, if you want to consider internal requests, you know, slightly different. Well, I was going to say, I was going to flip it and say, what's the the strangest thing you asked for your, asked your client to do, whether it was, you know, be a reference or, um, you know, maybe test out a, a channel that they may not be a fan of. I mean, anything come to mind in terms of what you're asking your clients to do that's kind of out of the ordinary? I always ask them to challenge us. Yeah. Challenge us hard. Like you have to, because I can challenge the team, you know, all the people that work with me can challenge the team. But I always say, I go, look, you need to challenge us. Like we did not have a good meeting, like come back to us. Right. Like, and, and be honest, right. Different clients, there's different relationships, the way they are on the client side. And so I'm always saying, keep challenging us and, and don't, and I tell them meet with other partners, right. I want you to meet with other people because I want you to challenge us. I want you to be, you know, no, you know, you don't need to know as much as us. That's where you hired us. But ultimately, I want you to be able to come back and say, like, why did you do this? You know, we just met with this partner and, and they can do this. And you're saying one thing versus the other. So I think that's really where we're pushing, you know, I'm pushing the clients on, on those partnerships. I love that. I love that because that that opens up such a such a room for transparency and trust that, you know, it, it probably did shock some clients that were like, wait, what? Um, so that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, now, when you think about, you know, your role you know, you're talking about working with clients, obviously front lines, you're the person that they depend on. Uh, in a given week, you're having, I don't know, a uh, dozen meetings or so. Uh, what is your tip for an a client partner position, account executive position? What, what's the golden rule in your mind on, on meetings? How do you structure them? What's the tip to make them more effective, more productive? Because you probably have a lot of them. So I'm wondering what, what's kind of your best of when it comes to effective meetings? Yeah, each and every meeting is different and it's it's game planning. It's a little bit of coaching up front, knowing who the audience is, right? Where is this presentation then going to have to go to? Does this need to go to senior management? Is it just your direct clients? I think that's key. And how do you organize the meeting? Making sure that everyone has a speaking role as well, because the client doesn't want 15 people on a call. I mean, I'm sure plenty of you, and as you go through your career, you're going to have 60 people on a call, basically three people are talking, right? So at that point, you know, in this virtual world right now, I mean, as things are changing is that, you know, there's a lot of people on a call, maybe not paying attention. 
but like, how do you engage the audience? Because now you're engaging the audience in a different way. You know, in the room was a little bit easier, right? You'd always see people on their phone. Now it's a lot different. So it's being prepared for those meetings, trying to anticipate the questions because that's where the trust factor comes in. Anticipating which questions are going to come into the meeting and it all comes down to the preparation up front. I like that. I like that. That's a good point because it, it, the client's also probably thinking, hey, this is a pretty expensive meeting when there's 15 people in it and only two of them on the client side and the rest are from the agency. Um, no, that's a good That's a good point because it's easier, I think, to you know, provide less value as an attendee now. Um, but like you're saying, you know, to be an effective client partner, account executive, you're kind of got to be a little bit of a showrunner and you got to engage the audience to make sure that, well, it's your, it's your decision to make sure the right people are in the call or on the call, uh, but making sure that they have some something to contribute. Um, there's nothing more isolating than being that person who's lurking in the meeting and everyone knows it, right? <laughs> it kind of, <laughs> kind of looks over like, what's that person doing here? Um, <clears throat> that's a good point. So, you know, when you think of your, your, your day in the, day in the life during a week, what do you hate the most about the, the position? What, what's the thing you hate most when it comes to, you know, being the client partner? Look, we have a ton of status meetings and they're all they're all worth it. But how do you get more organized and more productive with those status meetings? And I also think it's like, how how do you drive more proactivity? Right. You have a lot of people. There's a lot of people and they have a lot of different competing um, priorities. And I think that's what's hard. And, you know, as a whole, everyone's driven a little bit differently. So I think they might not think the same way as you. Right. So you think back to the way you manage a team. And I think. That's sometimes the frustrating part is that people might have not have that same proactivity, especially when you're an agency, you might be working on multiple pieces of business, you have multiple priorities as well. So I think that's sometimes, you know, a hard part of, um, you know, what's happening during the week. That's a good point. Now, you know, if, if you ever had to let someone go off your team, you know, account executives, client partners, what's it for? I mean, so if someone's listening and they're saying, hey, if I want to be a client partner, I need to be great at X, but I, I probably don't want to make this mistake. What's the mistake that, that account executives make or have made that caused you to let them go? If you've ever, I'm assuming you've, you've let someone go in your career, but. It's, it's generally, it's generally performance or maybe, you know, it's not the right industry for them or it's not the right role. So. So typically what we'll do, you know, we'll do is have a conversation to say, look, do you want to be in an in exec, account executive role? Would you rather be a little bit, you know, in, in a discipline that's a little bit more behind the scenes as well, right? Maybe that's not the right role. Maybe you want to do, maybe you just want to do buying and you don't want to do planning. Maybe you just want to focus on performance versus research, right? So that's typically what we do outside of a performance issue. Got it. Now, flipping that to say, hey, if you're in control of building your team of account executives, client partners, and and let's give some tips for those listening that want to get into this as a career move. When they interview or when you're interviewing people to join your team, what is the, the, the is there, is there a skill? Is there a, is there a um, trait that you look for that says this person's going to have a strong career in, in being a client partner? What I'll look for is, is, is leadership is that they're thinking about the larger the larger picture and they're not thinking it's it's max it's balancing right it's balancing that they want to get involved and pushing the client but they don't mind getting their you know their hands and feet dirty you know in the day to day it's trying to find that right balance and that's not for everybody 
Um, and you have to find when, when you want to go deeper on something or when you have to challenge your team. And you can hear about a lot about that in the interview process or working with people of how involved that they want to get. And you can see a lot by their actions as well. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, there's been so many interviews. I think you said this a little bit earlier where it's, they may have great skills, maybe great pedigree, but when it comes to the, the kind of the, the EQ or you know, reading the room or asking the right questions. And if they don't bring that to the table, then that, that may not be a strong candidate for, you know, client partner because you're envisioning them sitting with the client and, and trusting them to read the room and, and be able to think big picture um, as opposed to, to being that person who's so tactical that you're missing the points or you're missing the big, you know, the bigger impacts that can be happening. Uh, no, that's, that's good points. Um, the other question is about, you think about um, the clients you've been dealing with over the years, uh, whether it's indirectly when you're first starting or directly now that you got into management positions. What's your observation on the CMOs, the marketing leads on the other side of the table? So those that are your clients, have you seen them either progress in being more intelligent and connected to marketing or are they more removed and, and thus, you know, I guess I'm trying to think of a way is the, the intelligence to marketing of your client side contacts has gotten stronger, weaker, or stayed the same over the course of 20 years. It's gotten stronger. It's gotten stronger. And I, and I think it's out of, it's out of necessity. I mean, some, some, some client, each client's different, right? They might bring in experience hires. They might have in, in-house advertising or marketing. So I think it varies depending on the organization. But I think the role as their consultants is to help them and, and take them as deep as they want to go, right? And that's something that you need to realize. You know, they might just want to understand, okay, you know, addressable channels, connected TV, and that's, that's as far as they want to go. They don't need to know all the data partnerships on the back end. Then right. you might have another client that wants to go really deep. So it really varies. And, you know, ultimately based on the piece of business that you're working on, you know, what type of you know, center of excellence do they have on the client side? But there is a need because they might be working with, you know, their CMO on the client side or um, the chief data officer. So I think it really varies and you have to be accommodating to their structure. Right, right. I like... And it's interesting because, um, you know, I would, I would figure that the answer would have been the same, meaning like the intelligence level and by intelligence level, I just mean maybe just acumen tied to marketing. Um, but you have to figure that more MBA, uh, more people that are finding maybe going from agency to the client side are bringing some of those tactical skills with them. So they understand all that's involved and they know they only need to know about certain things. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm just curious because you, you've, you've seen that trajectory. I mean, think back to that first client and how dependent they were on you guys versus now where it's probably somebody who, who kind of gets it and, you know, which could be a good thing because they let you do what you need to do. <clears throat> Let's fast forward 12, 18 months, 12 to 18 months for the role of account executive or client partner on an agency side in the agency position. Would you say that role is going to get easier, harder, or stay the same? Much harder, much harder. Um, you know, you're bringing up a little bit about the client side is, you know, they're, you know, they are getting smarter. There are also a lot of, a lot of things are moving in house as well, right? They're seeing, cause there's a lot of, you know, 
there's profitability built in, right? Because, you know, you need to bring profitability back to the agency. You know, things are costing more to be more precise with targeting mm-hmm. through data is costing more as well. So that's only going to get it higher because, you know, we're trying to get our, our clients away from, you know, what's the first thing to get cut? We need to cut 20 million. Let's cut out the media budget. Like this is all tied to directly to business outcomes. So it's getting harder. We have to get continually get smarter about the business how do we bring that to the clients in the right way as their consultants so they can go back to their management and say, look, if you pull down $20 million, you're going to lose X amount on the back end, you know, on, on sales. So it's only going to get harder. And we just have to be even smarter about how we are consultants to the clients. Uh, that's a good point, too, because you're right. If, if they're getting smarter, then the demands may increase. Expectations may get, get a little bit uh, higher. Thus, the agency's got to be... <laughs> more nimble, like you said earlier, just about figuring the pulse, what's going on in the industry to know you want to be able to recommend things to your client and not have them recommend them to you. That, that was the worst feeling ever is when a client says, Hey, what should we be doing? Should we be doing something in Facebook as opposed to the agency coming and saying, Hey, there's a thing called Facebook and here's how you should actually be approaching it. Um, I think that's a, a position for many agencies got to be expecting that now. Um any parting thoughts for this this client partner account executive role at an agency? I mean, you have a ton of wisdom and, and great uh, points you've been making today, but any parting advice or tips for those that want to get into this as a marketing career? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the areas that you really need to focus on is is the team because you're only as good as the team you know that you're working together sure. as. They're going to be in the trenches on this, right? So. How do you make, you know, the team kind of battle ready to go in, you know, with the clients and, and, and really being in this together? And I think that's the connective tissue that brings everything together. You spend a lot of time with, you know, with the clients and you spend a lot of time with your team. So I think that's a really key, key part of it. Um, and not, not knowing where, where things are going to net out over the next couple of years around the future, the future of work. I mean, that's, that's going to change. And, you know, it's going to be a different currency. Why people want to stay in your team? It might not come down to just you know dollars and cents anymore, right? It's going to be a whole different ball game. I mean, I remember when you know the tech partners came out and everyone got free lunch, and that was like the big currency, you know, for everyone. Oh my god, I get free lunch, or I could do my dry cleaning here, right? So yep. I think you know the future work's going to be big, you know, as far as how things move forward. I like it. Ian, where can people connect with you if they have more questions or, or want to keep on picking your brain on, on your experiences as a client partner? Yeah, I mean, there's a few areas. LinkedIn is probably, um, you know, the easiest, the URL, and then, you know, first and last name, and then also, you know, via Gmail, which is just first and last name as well. So those are probably the best ways to connect with me, and I'm happy to help in any way. Perfect. So we'll Definitely share those in the, in the show notes so everyone can connect with Ian. Ian, appreciate your time today. Thanks for sharing your insights on all things in the client partner role on the agency side. And uh, best of luck. Thank you. All right. Big thanks to Ian for joining today. He hit on a ton of great tips for anybody seeking an agency or client partner role. I loved how he went into this notion of future-proofing client relationships with the tips of definitely creating some sort of dependency in terms of whether it's knowledge or experience or insights, but also proactively asking to be challenged. Um, you know, great tips there on how to deepen that relationship. So definitely check the show notes if you want to continue that conversation with Ian. 
And listen, as you continue your marketing career journey, and we do appreciate the questions and the feedback coming in, keep sending your questions to us. How can we help you? Uh, just shoot us an email at connect at themarketinghelp.co. Again, connect at themarketinghelp.co. And again, this is your host, Eric Harbison, reminding you, what can you do today to advance your marketing career?